When the full moon is at its highest, and its pale glow illuminates the countless terrors of the evening, you'll know it's time for the Pike Horror Show. Hello, my name is Richard, and welcome to the Pike Horror Show, the only show where the host is intentional copyright infringement of Bram Stoker's Dracula, so that's good to know. And today's episode is going to be a little bit different. Instead of me talking about horror movies or making recommendations or talking about overarching concepts in horror movies, this is going to be kind of like a short little birthday party. Well, a belated birthday party. As we all know, last month on March 4th, 2022, the original vampire movie Nosferatu turned 100 years old. A German horror movie from 1922 that is a pretty blatant ripoff of Bram Stoker's Dracula. But it's so much more than just like a cheap knockoff. It's not only the first adaptation of Dracula on the screen, and now today, 100 years later, we've seen countless of those. It also is one of the original horror movies. There are definitely older horror or supernatural or ghost stories that were adapted to film, even going as far back as like the 1890s. But I would say comfortably and confidently that Nosferatu's reach has gone much further than those and is still directly influencing movies that are coming out today, 100 years later. In fact, influential film director Guillermo del Toro listed Nosferatu as one of his favorite movies, and he won Best Picture as recently as 2018 and was actually nominated for Best Picture in 2022, so it doesn't really get more modern than that. And in addition to still being influential to filmmakers of today and the movies that we're seeing, it's also spawned remakes, adaptations, as well as a movie that tells the fictional making of called Shadow of the Vampire, which stars the greatest actor of all time, Willem Dafoe. Now, you may be tempted to argue with that, uh, but just know it's in my notes, so it is factual. We gotta, we gotta move this along. Famous critic Roger Ebert put Nosferatu on his The Great Movies list. In fact, I'd like to read a few lines from Roger Ebert's 1997 review of Nosferatu, and I quote, I admire it more for its artistry and ideas, its atmosphere and images, than for its ability to manipulate my emotions like a skillful modern horror film. It knows none of the later tricks of the trade like sudden threats that pop in from the side of the screen, but Nosferatu remains effective. It doesn't scare us, but it haunts us. I didn't find this review until after I'd already rewatched Nosferatu, but I could not have put it better myself. I didn't even have the words for it until I read it. Especially that last line, it doesn't scare us, but it haunts us. The movie is 100 years old. It is not scary. Um, Count Orlock is pretty unsettling. The imagery of him is, is great, but he's not jumping out at you and he's not I don't think he's trying to actively scare you. His presence is just so ominous and unsettling that it does the trick. He's so unnerving that he haunts every shot he's in. Not to mention the angles and the cinematography are so powerful. While sort of building the story up, there are these these great shots of just scenery. And sometimes it's like a decrepit building. Sometimes it's, it's the castle. Other times it's just a, a valley and then you see the character walk by. I honestly think those backdrops are so are so beautiful that they would improve any movie. There's just so much to Nosferatu. It's so much more than just a silent movie. It's so much more than Nosferatu showing up in an episode of SpongeBob flickering the lights. I said this earlier, but Nosferatu is a pretty direct ripoff of Dracula. So much so that the heirs of Bram Stoker actually sued the studio and the original movie was supposed to be destroyed. I guess that's a court ruling somewhere. Germany, where the movie was made, I suppose. So the Nosferatu that's available today is actually kind of a hodgepodge of French and English translations being taken, adapted, readapted, cut up, retranslated, and then it's presented as, as Nosferatu, or at least an attempt to get the original movie back together using scraps and pieces of it. 
And personally, the idea that it was destroyed and then put back together and now is such a cultural icon is more interesting than even Nosferatu itself, even more than the film's reach. Just the idea that it survived. And even more than just surviving, you can still watch it. You can just look it up on Amazon Prime or just the internet and find it somewhere. And for me, that is absolutely wild. It's something that seems ancient, and in a lot of ways is ancient, but it's still available. And I know I've been praising the movie a lot, but this is a birthday party. It's a celebration of the fact that this movie is so influential and has lasted this long. But all that and birthday aside, I did rewatch it for the for the 100-year celebration, and I do want to talk about it in kind of a review way for a little bit. Hopefully it doesn't take away too much from the cake and ice cream. So, is Nosferatu good? Yes, it's the only good movie that's ever been made. Everyone else can stop trying. That's the show, everyone. Thanks for listening. But jokes aside, I did rewatch it, and I was very pleasantly surprised. There are plenty of movies that are considered quote-unquote masterpieces or are recommended by filmmakers, but still some of these movies can be hard to get through. Like The Godfather is considered by many to be a masterpiece, an amazing movie, but it is also three hours long. Not to mention they say the masterpiece part comes into play when you watch one and two together, so that's six hours of your life, and that's not for everyone. Like, I just did a quick Google search of masterpiece movies, I'm using a lot of quotations, so just apply them wherever you think is the funniest. And I'm seeing Star Wars Episode 4. I'm seeing Star Wars Episode 5. I'm seeing Psycho, Jaws, Titanic, Lion King, Avatar for some reason. That one threw me for a bit of a loop. I'm getting a little off topic here, but basically what I'm saying is perfect movies and masterpieces, sometimes you have to watch them with a grain of salt. Like, even if they were game-changing and had the wow factor in, like, the 70s, By today's standards, they may not have that effect. So in the right context, these older masterpieces can still be great and appreciated, but they may not hold up to modern day scrutiny. So when I was watching Nosferatu, I was keeping that in the back of my mind. I kind of thought it would just be something to muscle through, something I just have to put up with for the sake of of masterpiece. A hundred year old birthday spankings that I, the viewer, would have to put up with. But now, having watched it, I do have to say I was pleasantly surprised. I'm not saying it's the perfect movie uh, by today's standards, or maybe even by their standards. I don't know. I don't have the context. But I did have fun watching it. It has these great settings. It has these great landscape shots. The acting is kind of cheesy and theatrical, which I think is common in the silent film era. Not to mention, you have to keep in mind that they filmed that in the 20s, so every effect is practical or, or is revolutionary. So it is fun and interesting to watch, even by like a technical standpoint. I have to give it one of the best reviews a movie can get, in my opinion. It was cool. It was fun to watch, and it was cool. It wasn't perfect. It wasn't amazing. It didn't hold up after a hundred years, but it was cool. And I think, especially for something that's a hundred years old, that is a, a great compliment. And honestly, I'd say a lot of things that make Nosferatu great are things that are still incorporated in good movies today. Things like the setup, the, the cinematography, the, the hauntingness. Whether or not they were directly influenced by Nosferatu, I guess I don't know, but they were influenced by someone who was influenced by Nosferatu, or someone who was influenced by someone who was influenced by Nosferatu, that, that kind of being the focal point. And I know personally for myself, Nosferatu is one of the best vampire movies ever made, which might not be the compliment you think it is, because there are just so many bad vampire movies. And if you think that was a stab at Twilight, it certainly isn't. Wait till I introduce you to a little movie called Dracula 3000. I also really, really enjoyed the music in Nosferatu. There's just something so interesting about silent films and how the music portrays emotion. It's something that still happens today, of course, in in movies and media. 
But if you take the movie away, it's like going to the orchestra. It's got highs and lows. It can be scary. It can be joyous. It can be fun. So it ends up with this weird dynamic where the movie is an accessory of the music, but the movie itself, since it's a silent movie, is completely dead in the water without the music. But hey, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe someone discovered it's more fun to watch Nosferatu on mute and just plays Rush's 2112 in the background. I don't know. So that's the rant about the movie itself. I did want to talk a little bit about its influence on pop culture a little more specifically. However, the list is as long as my arm. Surprise, surprise, the first vampire movie has a lot of influence on vampires today. Who'd have thunk it? I'm only going to talk about a few of them, but just know that the in-pop culture section on Wikipedia for Nosferatu is, is very informative. One thing I thought was especially cool is that the Arava Castle, which was used as Count Orlok's castle in Nosferatu, was also used as Dracula's castle in the 2020 Dracula show. Also, the show Van Helsing filmed some of season 5 there. Also, footage from the movie is used by Queen and David Bowie. There was a television miniseries based off of Salem's Lot by Stephen King where the villain was modeled after Nosferatu. And of course, video games, musicals, operas, albums named after Nosferatu, lots of stuff. I definitely recommend looking into it if it sounds interesting. But maybe watch the movie first. Maybe the references aren't interesting if you've never seen it. I don't know. I also found a little bit of trivia about Nosferatu. The vampire Nosferatu is such an iconic image, but he's only on screen for less than nine minutes throughout the movie. At one point during the movie, a townsperson says there's a werewolf in the woods, so they can't go out late, but actually for all the werewolf shots, they just use a striped hyena. Something I thought was particularly interesting is that the Vatican selected Nosferatu to be one of 45 great films that they selected. It's interesting to me that the Vatican picked a movie about a vampire, but it is also the first movie about a vampire, so maybe it's it's important that way. So I knew this episode would end up a little bit shorter than usual, but that's okay. I just wanted to talk about Nosferatu, especially since it's so influential to people, and it reached a colossal milestone, 100 years. And not only is it 100 years old, it's 100 years old and people still talk about it. Go to a nursing home, talk to someone over 100 years old, nobody talks about them anymore. But to kind of wrap everything up, I really enjoyed watching Nosferatu. I don't know if I'd recommend it to everyone, but if you listen to this and you thought it sounded kind of interesting, then give it a chance. At the very least, you can walk away knowing you watched something that had huge cinematic importance. You can find physical copies of it, it's streaming a lot of places, but I do know as of right now it's streaming on Shudder. So if you already have Shudder, it's right there. If not, you can rent it on Amazon Prime. Anyway, thank you for listening. If you like the show, feel free to follow or maybe share an episode. I'm always trying new stuff here, but it's always horror related, so if you like that, you're going to want to stick around. My name is Richard, and this has been the Pike Horror Show. Thank you.